A car purchase is a big deal, and finding the dealership and rep to fulfill your car needs is crucial. Get to know the reps at Rorick through the Car Talk video series to establish the relationship that is right for you. That makes it easier to select the CRV, HRV, or pilot that may be your next purchase. Visit RorickHonda.com for all of your vehicle needs. And now we start the Jagoff podcast this week from the Moonshot Museum that opens in just a few weeks. The making of... According to the Oxford Dictionary, the word jagoff is defined as a noun, which means a stupid, irritating, or... Here's how Pittsburghers define a word jagoff. When someone cuts you off on a parkway. Jagoff! Or someone scares the out of you. Yeah, jagoff! Or it's a term of endearment. How you been, jagoff? This is Mark Madden. Hi, this is Larry Richard. Hey, it's Rick Sevak. Hi, this is Greg Brown. Hi, I'm Tyler Kennedy. This is Antonio Holmes. And this is the Jagoff Podcast. This is John and Rachel. This is the Ujago Podcast. We would appreciate the first thing you do is put this on pause and go subscribe and uh, either listen to it on ujagoff.com every Tuesday, but subscribe to the podcast feed. We would appreciate that. And if you're on iTunes, give a nice little comment. Say like, they're out of this world. Rachel's a cool mom. Right. Yeah. Cole Moon Mom today. Cole Moon Mom. Anyway, on Tuesday, that is when the podcast comes out. But on Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, we would be remiss if we didn't remind you that we're changing things up a little bit on our blog post because we are welcoming ourselves into the new stage where nobody wants to read. So we want you to still read, <laughs> but we are actually doing a little video synopsis so that you know what to expect as far as people who park ridiculously, a little bit of road rage, things like that that we can find that the anybody, blog is all about. Any Pittsburgher, anybody that's in Embarrassing the rest of us Pittsburghers doing good things, right? right? Or Western Pennsylvanians yep. at Yins. this point. Yeah. So speaking of video, the one that kicked it off uh, this week on Monday was John playing in the OGHL. That is Old Guy Hockey League, for those of you who don't know acronyms. They've been playing for 25 years. He did a really nice tribute. All of his friends have been like, you know, completely in the spotlight and of course they should be because that's a cool thing that they've been playing together for 25 years. 25 years every Sunday. We started sneaking out of the house when our kids were little to go play hockey and then be back in time to take the kids to church or Sunday school go. or whatever. And now the kids play. And another video we did was our jagging around video with our new friend. We call him uh, Yvonne, but everyone else knows him as Ivan. And essentially we have been celebrating Hispanic Heritage Month on Q92.9 where we are 7 through 10, Monday through Friday. And we've been talking to different folks thanks to Melanie from the Hispanic Chamber giving us some insight on Hispanic food and businesses and doctors. You name it, we have talked to them and we've been really enjoying that. He is the owner though, Yvonne, of Mi Empanadas in Lawrenceville. Mm -hmm. John actually said, my new name, my word, how the joke is, I love the word wampum, which is this like city near Newcastle-ish, right? Do I have that right? Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm not good. Yeah, it's John's cool. new favorite word is <laughs> miapanada because they say it so much better than us. Yvonne says it so well and the folks who work there. But anyway, check out that video and definitely check out his amazing empanadas in Lawrenceville. Yeah, it's totally cool. And uh, then we posted a blog, you know, sometimes it is about parking. And uh, we all know the jokes about guys who drive big trucks. Oh, boy. You know, opposite effect of that. But anyways, this guy with big truck and a big hitch took four spaces yeah. for no good reason. No good so reason. we pointed him out. And the cool thing is this wasn't even from around Western Pennsylvania. This is from a former Yinzer who now lives out near Philadelphia and said, so we're, he's like, I got to turn this into my friends over at Yajagoff. That's right. Which was cool. And then. Turner Inner. Then we had a good picture of, you know, 
I know you. some people just don't think the bike lanes, but they're part of life now, right? It's just part of life. And so, but there's a great picture on Friday's blog of a car that's parked on top of the, in the bike lane, but on top of the bike lane icon that's painted on the ground. And there's a sign that says bike lane, don't block right above it. You see it. It doesn't get any easier than that. Don't park there. Something that is not going to be easy for us is today is our last episode with our dear friend, Colin Parrish. Colin has been with us for, I, I might cry, but I'm going to hold back a little bit just because we're on air. But uh, Colin has been with us for five years. I had the honor and privilege of working with Colin since my days at Markowitz Communications from 2017 on. And we joked and said that one day uh, we would work together again. And that one day happened and he started out as a part-timer. He went through graduate school and continued to just better and better himself and gain all kinds of great talents and great resources and we had the privilege of having him for five years. You've, you skipped the part where when we were trying to get him, we creeped on him every we day creeped. and we, we went to the Cheesecake Factory, probably gaining 15 pounds yeah, in about okay. two months. We took one for the Because we would team. just go sit there and eat trying yeah. to convince him to come work. That's a true story. Yeah. And it is a bittersweet thing because we feel like he's one of our own. He has helped build the Ajagov podcast, Ajagov Media and uh, we're happy for him that he is moving on to Dick's Sporting well, we're not happy. We're happy for if him. If he we trips said. going out of this place, it's, it's probably not me. <laughs> just saying, just saying, it was not no. my foot. No, but we wish no. Him congratulations, well. him. He's going on yeah. to bigger and better things for sure. So, thank you, Colin, for everything. Yep. All right. Yes. So here we go. Now we start the podcast. Who are we bringing on? All right. So, well, we have to bring on our host, right? Sam, come on in here. This place is literally under construction. Very under construction. <laughs> we have to say that over and over, so no one comes. Hey guys, we wanted to see what's up with the museum. Not right? quite ready. <laughs> right. Not quite ready yet. So it oh, wasn't long Sam. ago that we found out this CEO of this company called Astrobotics was building a moon rover yeah. here in the north side of Pittsburgh. And we're like, what? Yeah. And of course it would be built in Pittsburgh because we have so many potholes. Like it's a perfect place to, <laughs> to test the moon That's rover, right? Yeah. A, and then we found out like the whole space, con- space control center is going to be here when they do that. We're like, get the heck out of here. So Pittsburgh is becoming a huge node in the space market. And then we find out, like, not only are we building space things here, we now have a museum. Yeah. And it's open. Well, almost. (laughs) Right. Almost. almost. Sam, I'm there. I got you, bro. (laughs) Sam, thank you for having us here behind the scenes just before you open the Moonshot Museum right here in the north side. Absolutely. Welcome, Yajaga, to the future home of Moonshot Museum. Do you think we can make sure we kind of beep, 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 uh, somehow an SOS to the aliens so when they know, when they hear, welcome, Yajaga, they know how to respond to that. They need to know. If anyone in Pittsburgh can do it, the the, the people are in this building. That's okay. I love it. Right? That's what we love. And Sam, you're the executive director, correct? Yes. And I, thankfully for Mackenzie, so you have some museum experience. So not just, you don't just love space. You have some museum experience. Talk a little bit about what got you here. Absolutely. So I'll I'll be right up front, uh, right from the beginning. Um, I don't have a lot of science and technology experience in my background. I come from museums. Sure. I come from history museums specifically, but I have learned a whole heck of a lot in this role. So I've had the pleasure of working at the Heinz History Center here in Pittsburgh, the National Aviary. Um, and have landed here now. And for the past couple of years, we've been building Pennsylvania's first space museum. Wow. Sam, was it a requirement so to be 12 years old? First. Because, yes. I mean, <laughs> you, no, you're so young, but you're so poised. It's you're true. so yes. experienced. And, and, you know, we had you on the Q92.9 radio show. And just the way you talk about this place. And I loved how you position it. Like, 
this really, it was kind of jokingly that we were teasing about, you know, what can we go down to Florida and steal out of the, you know, moon rocks and things like that. But you said, look, when you're done with your podcast career, like you can explore all the things that might be available to you. And that's so, you're like, it gives me goosebumps to think like my granddaughter will now be exposed to some career she would have never, that I never knew growing up because of the museum you guys have here. Absolutely. If there's one thing I know coming from a history background, it's that we build things in Pittsburgh, right? Mm -hmm. We build bridges, we build, um, you know, incredible partnerships and we build spacecraft here too. So the, the reality is your daughter can get involved in space exploration. She can be involved in the engineering side. She can be involved in the arts and humanities side. There truly is a role for everyone. And that is core to our mission here. We'll actually be the first museum in the world that's focused on career readiness for space. Mm. And just if we can back up for people who may not have seen the episode where we were here for Astrobotics or haven't kind of followed through with what Astrobotics has been doing, walk us through the process. So Astrobotics has been here for how long? And then how did this concept come up while they were sort of getting their their uh, digging their heels into the north side here? Or did that come after the fact? Yeah, absolutely. So Astrobotic as a company has been around for about 15 years. Right. Um, but in the past couple of years, they have grown exponentially. So they've secured about half a billion dollars in NASA and commercial contracts. They've grown from a company of about 20 people to 200 people, uh, and they set up what is today the largest commercial lunar logistics facility in the world here in the north side of Pittsburgh in Manchester. My God. Yeah, and so they build lunar rovers. They build lunar landers. They're building the first lander, American lander, to to return to the surface of the moon since the end of the Apollo program in 1972 right here in Pittsburgh. Mission Control is right here in Pittsburgh, just about 100 feet from where we're sitting right now. Oh, my God. That is just incredible. Yeah, It's, It's prideful. You know, yeah, like you said, just the fact for that sure. when and you the, think about where Pittsburgh started, you know, we always say we do this, we draw this comparison on the regular that we're lucky to be a tech space. We're lucky to be known for education. We're lucky to be a foodie town. It wasn't like that. Absolutely. You know, 30 years. And now to add this. Sorry. And no, you're fine. And uh, I was just going to follow up and say, you know, when we were here, the actual moon landing thing was here and we got to sit by it and touch it. We, we like, touched ah, it. Yeah, are we you did. kidding me? We touched it. And, and the, again, it's here. It's going to go somewhere and be put on a rocket but just as a side note there is a Yajaga podcast episode going to the to the moon on that uh, yes in a moon thanks box to Ryan yeah. O'Shea. Yeah. yeah thanks Ryan O'Shea so sure. so what now, can, what the go ahead, I'm no sorry. I was I wanted to jump to the museum but you yeah, can go the ahead museum so how many square feet uh, what does that you know we're challenged as far what does as that understanding mean? Square I don't feet. know. Square <laughs> it's the footprint of the size of, you know, whatever. And sure. What yeah. here. Sure. So we're pretty unique in a lot of ways. The first way is that we are in the same building as Astrobotic and we're entirely mm-hmm. separate. We're a standalone nonprofit. Um, but when you visit us, you're visiting the headquarters of a commercial space company. Um, we've got about 3000 square feet. So we're not talking, you know, half a million square feet. We're not mm-hmm. talking multiple stories. We're really talking about a gallery space. But what makes this gallery really unique is a wall of windows that look into the clean room where Astrobotic is actually assembling spacecraft in real time. So you as a visitor are going to be able to come in, watch real spacecraft be built, know that what you're looking at is going to end up on the surface of the moon in the months that follow your visit. Can I interrupt there? Yeah. So for the research to that, and and because it's going to be the first of its kind, how did you, how did everyone kind of come up with that concept of the viewing and watching of that versus it being like hands-on sort of, you know, like other museums are laid out? Sure, sure. It'll be both. Okay. Uh, but what's, what's really interesting is this partnership between Astrobotic and the museum. 
Um, right. There aren't a lot of space companies that are saying, hey, come in and watch us do our work right. mm -hmm. and take pictures of right. it while you're at it. Right. right? Um, and so Astrobotic made a conscious decision a couple years ago and said, you know what? We want, as we build this new facility in the north side, we want our community to be a part of our work, to be involved in our work. Um, and we want to build a more diverse and inclusive space industry. Uh, and they, they walked the walk by setting aside the space for us that we're building in now. Wow. And I love the fact, again, so that, cool. you know, people that it's, it's outreach for them to get engineers 20 years from now. Right. You know, to get people educated and oh, my, maybe I should pay attention. In Absolutely. Class and trigonometry mm -hmm. and all those kind of things. Yeah, I love. Well, like he said on aspect. the radio, be a space lawyer. Yeah, you know, like, be a space lawyer, yeah, be a space designer, yeah. right? Talk about space for a living. I do not build spacecraft. You don't want me anywhere <laughs> near a spaceship. Right. Yeah. Um, but I get to talk about it for a living, and yeah. I have a background in the yeah. arts. So there really yeah. is a, a ton of opportunity. And, yeah. you know, Pittsburghers are always looking for clot, you know, and. Uh, <laughs> Wait, like, did you notice that I called it astro with, astrobotics? Yo, like, did, did you? you uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The S. Yeah. Uh, yes. Sheetses, is, right. Sheetses. And, and, uh, Sally Wiggins will be here. <laughs> Walmarts. And uh, no, I love the fact that, um, you know, that you people can come here and check it out and then just get exposed to the whole thing. In the meantime, it's in the city where a Port Authority bus can can bring you here. Absolutely. You know, it's within walking distance of, of you know, the... the Acrisure almost made a mistake. Acrisure in PNC <laughs> Park. You can you can go to the casino and walk over here. So it's it's around everything. Let alone real close to the CCAC, where again the students over there absolutely can walk over here and be challenged by it. So when I come here for an experience, will I be challenged? I know we talked a little bit about you know space law and uh, are there going to be mathematical challenges, interactive things that go on here? Well, I promise we're not going to make you do any math while Thank you're you. here. Now I can visit. Um, so. <laughs> When you visit, you are going to be hit with real challenges that space industry professionals face every day, right? And so we've broken those down into uh, uh, projects that range from setting up a lunar rover that explores the surface of the moon and looks for water ice, um, engineering challenges, trade-offs that you have to make as an engineer for power sources and tools on spacecraft, you're going to explore the surface of the moon and learn all about why it's so hard to find a great landing spot on the surface. Or when we think into the future, find a spot for a future settlement and take into account all of the challenging aspects of, of operating on the moon. In this space, we're in the lunar habitat right now, and we're going to invite you to kind of a cosmic city council in this space. We're going to sit around this table right here. You're going to deliberate. You're going to vote and talk about all the big issues that face us when we talk about space exploration. Who owns what? Wow. Right? Um, can companies claim things on the surface of the moon? Can countries claim things on the surface of the moon? Who's in charge if right. we set up settlements yeah. on the moon, right? Um, and so we're going to put middle schoolers and high schoolers who join us for field trips and, and challenge them to build their own lunar charter. And then you as visitors who might be here on the weekend, we're going to have you take a vote and you're going to see how your vote stacks up against those of other visitors. Oh, who wow. That's so smart. So cool. No Democrats and Republicans. They're just coming in and yeah. <laughs> yes. just come in and enjoy it and learn. No, I I think it's amazing and it's such a cool like you said coming from the experience you have two heavy hitters with the aviary and Heinz History Center to kind of help what is that like from a personal perspective for you to kind of come in and see it be 
kind of the best of all the museums that we have here. <laughs> uh, I, I'm not going to push back on that. Certainly. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, but the reality is Pittsburgh is an incredible museum city, right. right? Not many cities have a museum family like Carnegie Museums, uh, a history center like our history center, the aviary. Um, and we're excited just to be part of that community, right? We are the latest entry. We're going to complement the work of our friends down at Carnegie Science Center mm -hmm. in a big way. They're talking um, uh, space exploration as it relates to Mars. We're talking in space exploration as it relates to the moon. Um, and it's just a, it's a great community to be stepping into. Um, you know, and we're opening in two weeks. Yeah. And, and I, hey, water ice is not New Jersey. Water ice is what we're going to find through <laughs> exploration here. Yes. You know why I say that is we travel to New Jersey regularly for hockey and they're always like, we have water ice. And I'm like, Again, to legitimize it one more time, Yinzers are always, you know, if Ben Roethlisberger walks yeah. into someplace, oh, that's the best place to be. Right. Well, so when we were here for a press conference so is he Astrobotic, <laughs> is that we saw this guy talking from NASA, yeah. this like red haired yep. older gentleman. Mm -hmm. And we're like, oh, okay, he's just a guy from NASA. The next yeah. four weeks, <laughs> he's the guy. He is the guy. And from John NASA. says this all the time. Yeah. He literally texts like the NASA administrator. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like, and he, he has that, like, uh, that, that, uh, Senator Bill Nelson. Yeah. Yes. yeah. He has that NASA voice. And it's them. just so crazy. <laughs> but it, like, so oh. Pittsburgh, Yenzer's, it's legit. It is legit. legit. Yeah. And, and Pittsburgh is what, what we're going to talk a lot, about a lot here is the fact that so much space work happens in our region, right? right? Um, we are doing as much work as a lot of other states that are really known for space, like Florida and Alabama and Colorado. Like, a ton of space work happens in our region. Yeah. Um, and not enough people know about no, it. So we're going to get the word out. Colorado. We just call out states on our podcast. Now. Anyway. New Jersey, New Colorado. New Jersey, Colorado. Yeah. Right, we don't right. like that. We're here to start a fight. <laughs> Museum fight. We're totally kidding. So tell everybody, when can they, you know, plan on coming? Because we keep joking about the fact that it's not open yet. But what can we expect? Is there somewhat of a time frame? We're not putting you on the spot Absolutely. on the date No, time. I've got a date and I've got a time. Okay. So please don't come yet. But right, please right. do come starting on October 15th. So on Saturday, October 15th, we've got a grand opening celebration that starts at 9 a.m. We're going to have some very cool people here. Mayor Ganey, the county executive, Fitzgerald will be here. We're going to have a representative from NASA to help us open everything. We've got some pretty cool, I'll give you a little hint. There's a little bit of an explosion planned to no. help us help nice. us open the doors. Um, okay. So 9 a.m. October 15th, and then we'll be open five days a week from there on out. The lady wow. just didn't throw a paint roll at your head, so she must be honest. She's like, <laughs> yeah, that's okay, 15th. Yeah, what you, what you can't see right now is we are actively <laughs> painting and screw driving yeah. and everything else right. right now behind the camera. And where can everybody find you online so that they know like how to get the information and things like that? Sure. So you can visit us at moonshotmuseum.org. We've got all our information about what's happening inside the museum as well as those events that are upcoming uh, for all of our opening activities. Sam, you are a pleasure to speak yeah. with and we appreciate yeah. your time more than you know. But you don't get off that easy because we have a coveted question of the day. Ooh. But we themed it around the fact that we are here. So if you could take anything... If you could send anything to the moon, what would it be? Great question. Thanks. That's uh, that's fighting. He's worse. not even a listener. He we just have a competition of how many times somebody says that. Dark. Remember oh, that okay. next it's guest. Now one zero. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent question. So um, <laughs> double down. So I'm not from Pittsburgh. Right. Oh uh, boy. I moved here about Bye, five Sam. years ago. Well, day. you know, but I've come to love it. Right. It's okay. my second hometown. Well, sure, sure. And I came here already with a deep love of Fred Rogers. Right. Okay. Mm. Um, and so I think if I could send anything to Pittsburgh. 
I would either go over to my friends at the History Center and beg and plead for a thread or a button from a Fred Rogers sweater, oh, wow, right? That'd one. be pretty cool. Or I would settle for, we could put, um, won't you be my neighbor on a little SD card and we could send that up to space. How do you, what do you think about that? I love That's that. Really that way actually gave me goosebumps. Yeah, 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 yeah. you're Aww. good. So I think we're known Man. for that too, right? You're good. It's pretty yeah. cool. You're good. John can't even look <laughs> at you anymore, Sam. <laughs> Sam, thank you're you good. so much. We appreciate Thanks it. Thanks for being yeah. here, guys. <laughs> thank you for thank having you. us. We appreciate it. All right, so you're going to hear a little music. And then our next guest is a guy who's really, get ready, rad. We're getting dorkier by the minute. We can't even take it anymore. <laughs> come home, come home, come home to me. Lead into that interview, James. Right. Toughy, no, right? I, I first met Sam a couple of weeks ago. And to know if, if I'd have known then that I would be competing with him for like After, bo- yeah, podcast right. guest supremacy. <laughs> I like tore out his larynx like can't be a guest now, can you? That's really good. Might be the first time that's ever been said uh, on our podcast. Yeah, because yeah. I say things like that. So. <laughs> that is the voice of James Santelli <laughs> yeah. from the Rad Regional Asset District, which uh, we did a little education on Listen. our own because we didn't really know anything about it. <laughs> we didn't. And the context, these are the kind of relationships I feel like that only happen in Pittsburgh. So it goes like this. John and I do some marketing for uh, Swickley, Sweetwater Center for the Arts. We knew that they were a part of Rad. We were looking into it so we could understand all of a sudden, all the news breaks that all these free things are happening. And so we are like, okay, we're going to talk about this on our Mazda Monday. We talk about it on Mazda Monday. Rad likes it and says, thanks for the shout out. We're like, wonder who that guy is or gal. And so we were like, let's do some digging. We call the front desk. Here's your gal. Here's your guy. Here's your guy, gal. Whomever. Here's your person. Here's your person. Now he's going to tear your larynx and, Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it was so cool because all seriousness, James was so helpful from the minute we called. In fact, there were phone problems that day, if you remember, and yeah, we had to call and, re- yeah. and get him on the radio and uh, just a gem and really explain things so well. So we had to have you on longer form so that we could give you some time to thank you for all Aww. that Rad is doing for the city because these free events are still happening, right? Up until the 16th? They are right? until okay. October 16th and uh, we're almost a month in so far, but as I've told people, this is the biggest, baddest, radical days yet. So we're more than five weeks, so there's still time. So, yeah, go ahead, John. No, so James, I'll just relay my story about Red because I didn't really know about it, but uh, it exposed me to something. So one time somebody said, hey, let's go to this glass center over in the Friendship area and watch them blow glass. I'm like, oh, for God's <laughs> sakes. Gag me. Like, no, I really don't want to go. Mm-hmm. We went and I had the best time to watch, to oh, see good. that all happen. And that was a rad night. Because it was free because of Rad. And I and we have been now been back there a couple of times to podcast. It is so amazing. Like it, if it wasn't for Rad, I would have never been exposed to that. Sure. You know? And so that's kind of how I identify Rad. I'm glad that you said that because that's kind of what it's all about is it's not just opening up the museums for free or going to the zoo right. for free or the aviary although as sam mentioned we do have you know this i think you called it museum family i mean that is so true so we true, do have yeah. that but there are more than 60 assets that are all involved with radical days and we tell people go to as many as you like you know here's your chance to see it for free it's not going to cost you anything if you if you don't like it well you know you just lost a couple hours but the fact that you got to go and see for yourself see what they do see the classes that they offer and there's still time to go to the Glass Center this year because it's going to be this coming Friday, okay. October 7th. They're going to be open all day long, I believe, from 10 in the morning until like 8 at night. 
So they're really going to have all of their instructors there showing people, you know, getting, you know, getting the uh, the larynx and your <laughs> into the glass blowing and yeah, showing what it's all about. We yeah. did love it. That was a great experience. Oh, it was yeah, fantastic. And I love the fact that you can go there and see this very, very high end art because they bring in people in residency there who really know what they're doing. Oh my gosh. They, all they, the they way, go on Netflix yes, and all the glass right. blowing shows. Yes. Yeah. All the way down to the adult kindergarten glasses that are crooked that people went made in class. You know, <laughs> was yours crooked? Oh, oh, yeah. I made a wine stopper. It was the worst wine stopper ever. Yeah. <laughs> we made pumpkins, but some how they made ours look yeah. nice. I'm not sure yeah. what they did. Yeah, okay. But explain a little bit, and because it is so appreciated that they can, as Pittsburghers, go to these amazing resources that we don't always go, right? And we said this to you on the radio. It's easy to live here and say, oh, I'll go to that museum later. I have time. And then life gets in the way. Sure. So explain how this even happens and how the RAD you know, formula kind of works. Yeah, absolutely. We have more than 100 assets, and they very much are assets to Allegheny County. And they're all throughout the county and they receive money from RAD, the Regional Asset District. If you pay you know, that sales tax, that money, that 7% in Allegheny County, 1% of that is going towards us. And so from the RAD funding, about a third goes to parks and trails, about a third to libraries, and a third to all of these other organizations, museums, arts and cultural organizations, stadiums, everything else. And to show their appreciation to taxpayers, they open up and they say, come on down, go right. see, take a tour. Go, go behind the scenes, like really embrace what we have to offer. And we're so appreciative because all of these places have wonderful people working there that put on great events that really, you know, truly open up the doors and say, come on down, see what we have to offer. And, and hopefully, you know, gain an appreciation for everything this community does, this arts and culture community. And do the museums apply to you all to be considered, you know, or do you... Yeah, uh, how's the choice how, how does that process? Decision made. Yeah. Yep, I'm glad you asked. Every single year, you're they, supposed to say good. Question. Yeah, he didn't. I love it. <laughs> yeah, Team I'm Rachel. avoiding it. Oh, I'm avoiding that too. <laughs> we just got we just got through the first part of our um, annual process where they do apply. They say, okay, this is what we're doing. This is the amount of money that we got last year. This is what we're looking for this year. They go in front of our board, submit a whole application, and we actually just the other day uh, put out our preliminary budget for the year. So you can go to radworkshere.org, check it out and we welcome public comment you know if you if you want to say oh hey like you know maybe this asset should be getting a little bit more money because i appreciate the work that they do you know go ahead you know leave us a message there's also a public comment hearing later on in october i forget the exact date That's but okay. i assure you it's on the website and yeah so it's it's a whole process and what i love about the team that i work with is you know i just go around and talk about rad and you know publicize these places but the other my co-workers are really doing the work of scrutinizing these places, making sure they're living up to right. their promises and that they are worthy of taxpayer money. And we kind of call it a good housekeeping seal of approval that like, yes, mm -hmm. like they're doing the job, they're providing, you know, things that are, you know, worthy of being called regional assets, really serving the community. And they do so 365 days a year, reviewing them and taking the time. So when it comes to radical days, we can say like, not only is this a, a good thing to bring your family, but this is a, a thumbs up on this organization and the work that they do year round. Sam's going to slide you a 50 to make sure he gets on the list for next year. <laughs> I already uh, saw it happen. Does that matter? Does it matter if somebody has matching funds? If they say, you know, can I get on there and say, my company's giving a hundred or you know a thousand dollars to the Moonshot Museum. Mm -hmm. Does that affect 
the your board's decision to maybe Sam, he just a committed a thousand dollars. Well, it helps. <laughs> oh, yeah. like, I didn't know about it. But. That, that's why I, I would tell people like Sam, like I don't make the funding decisions. Right. I just push them elsewhere. But no, I'm glad that you brought yeah. that up because we do have a, a great philanthropic community of the Pittsburgh Foundation, the Heinz mm-hmm. Endowments, you know, on and on where they are also kind of giving their own seal of approval. Okay. And that's a factor that our board looks at and says like, oh, you are getting great, you know, you know, funding from these other organizations or you're getting great individual donorship they are showing their approval as well and and if they're giving to say a certain project that needs capital that you know they're building on a new expansion or a new addition they can come and say hey we've already got you know a million dollars of this sealed up but we're asking now for two hundred fifty thousand dollars from rad all of that goes into play i see wow and what about, because it's easy to kind of say the Heinz History Center or here, but what other types of organizations? Because again, it's not just museums. So can you kind of let us know of a few other places that we can expect? Absolutely. When I, when I say more than 100 assets, yeah. it's, it runs Go the through. gamut. What's, what's number 98? No. <laughs> <laughs> Large and small. But, but, but truly, like we're talking about, you know, down to organizations that receive $2,500 a year in right. bad funding, which is not a lot. I mean, it, it would be a drop in the bucket for the Carnegie Museums, but for a small, like, say, dance company, right. it's really important gotcha. to them. So I, I will, though, focus on the um, places that are doing Radical Days events coming up because places like Manchester Craftsman's Guild, just, just down the street from here yep. on the north side, they do a ton of great work in terms of youth and arts programs and then the uh, jazz that they put on at MCG oh, gosh, every yeah. year. So they do great work all through the year. Um, I'm going to look down at my phone you now because they, phone. there are so many more um, great events going on. So the Pittsburgh Opera. Mm-hmm. Pittsburgh Opera receives money from Rad and they put on what they call a brown bag concert where you think opera, yes. you might think very like kind of hoity toity high yeah. class. Yeah. No, the, the brown bag concerts are, are free to the public and not just during Radical Days, but year round. And it's more kind of musical theater. It's, it's a little just lighter. Just to get people a taste of it so you yeah, know exactly. what to expect. But yeah. with talented opera singers. Right. And I, yeah. I went down to see them a few weeks ago, their newest, what they call their rising stars. God, they are talented. Right. God, yeah. they are incredible. Yeah. And we're so lucky to have them here in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Um, so you get the idea. Radiant Hall. Radiant Hall, if you haven't heard, um, they do great programming in terms of you know fostering the next generation of artists, giving them space to create and really design things um, that they're going to eventually put out there as like, here's my you know great work to put out into the world. All of this, all of this community of museums and artistic organizations and music organizations. We have choral groups and we have, you know, small community orchestras and jazz bands. All of it comes together to say Pittsburgh and Allegheny County is an awesome place Mm -hmm. to be and Mm -hmm. to, you know, spend time, raise a family and be able to expose them to all these wonderful experiences. That's such a good point. I have two quick questions for you in that. I have two quick answers. (laughs) First of all, I would be probably one of those people who probably complained when there was a 7% sales tax and, you know, like, ah, but the cool, while driving but the cool <laughs> but the cool thing is is that you are a great example of how it should work yeah when yeah. we're taking the taxes away we're giving something back to the community so i so that's why i guess it wasn't really a question you're just saying i'll answer it anyway yeah i'll answer it anyway because i had a radical days brochure over yeah. my girlfriend's house and one of her roommates was looking at it and kind of looked and saw all the organizations and said 
you know, oh, like this is a cool thing to have tax money go to. I don't mind my tax money. Right. Going to. Mm. And I said to him, can I bring you along? Right. And like, yeah, you know, that, chuck you around yeah. to tell everybody this, because that's the, that's the sort of thing it that we're true. talking about. Yeah. Is it really people? And we're, you know, transparent. Every dollar that comes in, you can see the dollars that are going out to all of the different entities that are receiving the, the rad tax money. Yeah. Plus, at the rate that Pittsburgh is growing culturally, mm-hmm. why wouldn't you be happy to say, wow, I actually helped, you know, so we built this place. <laughs> Thank you, right. Pittsburgh. Yeah. We built it, this. Place. It is an economic development play as right. well. You know, every single state, every single county offers like subsidies sure. for you know a company to relocate or add jobs. Which you know, I'm no expert in economic development. I'm sure it does the job. But we're a kind of different economic development. Right. Play. We're saying like you know, if you headquarter your company here. People are going to love to live in mm-hmm. Pittsburgh and in Correct. Allegheny County. Yep. And here's all the reasons why. Or here's a reason to come and visit because we sustain wonderful places like the zoo and aviary and the Phipps and the museums. It's a tourism play as well. So all of that comes into economic development. So yeah. it really is that useful, you know, both physical infrastructure, but also the social infrastructure. Right. That's right. It's yeah. social infrastructure. Yeah. And, yeah. Growth. Yeah. And uh, my second, you was, second question. Yeah. <laughs> was really, you know, it was just basically, is there another, do Philadelphia, Harrisburg and Cincinnati, do people do, or were we, were we the first ones to kind of do this or no? nothing, nothing else in Pennsylvania. This kind of came about in the late eighties, early nineties, sort of fiscal problems for the city. That, that was a time when aviary and Phipps and the zoo were just line items on the city budget. They were completely funded by, the city and really? city was in dire straits and they said you know most of the people who are coming to these places are coming from out of town region yeah. why don't we have a, a county-wide mm. sales tax um so that's how it came about and why it's only here within pennsylvania but there are other examples elsewhere up in cleveland cuyahoga arts and culture mm. um i believe they have a cigarette tax that helps go toward okay. their arts and culture organizations i just saw the other day i didn't even know this but uh st louis they fund their zoo through a special fund of property taxes. It's, I believe, the zoo, uh, botanical gardens, uh, art museum, a couple of other places. Um, Salt Lake City, Utah, another one where they, you know, have a specific tax that goes to these. Denver, Colorado, people love visiting Denver and all the great entities they have there. They do the same. So it's obviously something, you know, something's there. Yeah, because right. Because if no. we were the only one, it'd be like, well, why isn't anybody else doing yeah, that? Yeah, right. But no, like there are other counties and cities and municipalities that say, oh no, that's that's something that works that helps sustain these wonderful places. Let's do the same thing. James, I could talk I, to both of right, you for right, hours yeah. about this kind yeah. of stuff. I feel smart today. Right. Before we ask you the coveted question of the day, okay. where can everybody find you online so that they can learn not only about the remaining places that they can go if they haven't been? I mean, we want them to go and repeat, but yes. essentially, I see it as a, a great marketing opportunity for you guys to say, if you've not been there, now's the time to go, and then it. There is a repeat in question, right? So let everybody know where they can go. Yeah, and I'm, I'm sure there are places where you've you've heard of that, but right. oh, where is it? Where I do forgot I go? about that. Yeah, yeah. The keywords are RadWorks here. So Easy. the website is radworkshere.org. We're on Twitter at RadWorks here, Instagram at RadWorks here, Facebook.com slash RadWorks here, all out there for you to check out. And like you mentioned, still through October 16th. So you can go onto the calendar, um, pick it out. In some cases, we do ask that you uh, register in advance so you can kind of follow the links and, sure. and go. And uh, that's a good and problem have a great to have, time. right? Oh my Register gosh, we, we've had places that have been, you know, fully booked, like the aviary and the zoo, and it it's just goes to show how popular that they yeah. are. And of course, it's free, so right. you know, yeah. it's but easier it to grab more people. But people love those places, yeah. and so we love to support them. Hardest question yet: What are you sending to the moon? 
I see because I got a preview because yeah. I was second. We should have put them in those like <laughs> the chambers. List. Remember, like how you, they can't yeah, listen. Yeah, like the beauty like, pageants, yeah. right? The, the yeah. get smart, just kind of cone <laughs> of silence. Of silence yeah. <laughs> well, I know you guys were uh, named City Paper Readers, the best podcast he in is Pittsburgh. So good. Wow, he read the script so tired. <laughs> I also saw one of the other categories for City Paper Readers was who to like represent Pittsburgh to yeah. aliens. I yes, believe. yes. And I think first place was Rick Sivak. Yes. So I, I don't know if Rick wants to go to the moon himself. <laughs> uh, you know, might be a little. He might. You know, He's that guy. He might. He might. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm gonna go check out. You know, the, the well, sh- here we are, are on the moon. <laughs> but if if Rick, Rick, if you're watching this and you do not want to go to the moon yourself, that's fine. Let's let's send the Kennywood memories. Okay. Let's send the strip show to the moon. Let's let's send things that aren't there anymore. There you go. And so people can really understand what Pittsburgh was, especially during that like period of time. Listen, I might be wearing a cool sweatshirt today. My next one is I Heart James. Just telling you. Like, he is well, I'm like Sam. I am a born and raised. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Finally. You know. He just threw down <laughs> with that over the top. He just threw down against Sam right here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to have a fight in he the really party. Did. Yeah. Yeah. No. You are a pleasure. And we say this to ask Tracy. We only say this to certain people, but we'd love to have you come on quarterly to at least talk about yeah. what other things Rad is doing so that we can help kind of push that word along. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, if I'm filling out a Pittsburgh bingo card, the fact that I got to be on your jacket. Oh, oh, and not photographed on the Facebook page like shuffle <laughs> parking oh, right. across handicapped spaces. It's You're better to be on the podcast. Right. Yeah. You, you figured that out. James, uh, thank you so much for your time today. We appreciate thank you. Thank you, guys. Oh, my gosh. That was fun. Cool. Once the world was shiny, everything brand new. I lived inside a dream I dreamt up for myself and it came true. Now it's gone and I don't know what to do. I spent all my time looking for you. <laughs> I'm ben, just kidding, I was ben. trying to find a MySpace shirt because they said, you know, I want to wear something space. Oh, yeah, I, yeah. I wouldn't have anything. I would, a MySpace shirt. I thought, oh, that's a dumb dad joke. But I didn't it's tell not, it. So. It's not. I like the no MySpace. Dad jokes well, tell dumb. them about your shirt you were going to wear. Oh, yeah, my Astrobotic shirt. But, but I wore it so much that it shrunk, <laughs> so it doesn't fit anymore. So we went with a different shirt. <laughs> yeah. I love it. So the voice you're hearing is Ben Oaks. He is our friend from 100 years, I think. And he is from Cerebral Overload. And you're going to give us sort of like a techie perspective, right? You also are fanboying this. Oh, I'm beyond fanboying. Yeah, anyway. yeah. It's kind of... Especially when she, Tracy told me that Mission Control for the landings back there. Yeah. Colin's leaving. Now Tracy's leaving us to give tours of the Space Museum. <laughs> <Yeah>. So <laughs> see you later. You jack-off's done. <laughs> <laughs> so, Ben, your history with us is that uh, you typically came on... I might get the uh, the initials wrong, but it, it's the Consumer Electronics Show. Mm-hmm. CES, yeah, right? CES. You would, CES, yeah. And uh, you would come on and tell us what cool electric toilets and what crazy things they had just shown and the <laughs> Pittsburghers might that? be able to use. <laughs> and uh, so we haven't had you on because of COVID and things like that. But uh, now we're in like the highest level tech we could possibly get because we really are talking about like space toilets and things like yes. that. And so first impression walking around here is this thing's getting built. It, it's awesome. And just to know that, that something that's going to land on the moon was built here in Pittsburgh because I love all the space documentaries, mm-hmm. watching all the uh, Apollo moon landings and everything, and now knowing that something that was built in that room right there is going to land on the moon. And they're going to drive it on the moon from here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, yeah. yeah. Like, the people who are driving are going to be sitting right here in the north side and you know, eating cheese fries from... Well, that's, that's what John will be doing. <laughs> and- so... What is it from a perspective of like the gadget, the tech world? Like what's, what's, what's kind of the buzz that you hear? Because you obviously are a fan, but what is it that like people are saying? It, not just because it's in Pittsburgh, but the fact that it's the first of its kind. 
Well, it, it, the big thing is it's been since the 60s that anybody has had a rover from the United States on the moon. But now we're going back to the moon and remotely driving this stuff like we yeah, do on it Mars. Crazy. It's yeah, frustrating to think that you go up and down 65, back and forth to your your home, and the, the wireless, you know, my phone goes out of service. But in the meantime, we're going to drive a rover around the moon, which is, I don't even know how far away. Yeah, we can talk to a rover on the moon, but I can't talk to a police officer from a dispatch center <laughs> five miles down the road. Right, right. Now, tell us a little bit about Cerebral Overload. You know, we kind of went right into the space thing, but you guys have been around for a while in the podcast and the in the blog you highlight technology in cars you highlight technology like space stuff what what else do you guys do um we do like you said a lot of tech stuff we don't narrow ourselves down to any like one kind of tech whether it be evs or headphones Mm -hmm. or podcasting equipment or fancy electric toilets yeah i know (laughs) that's the first thing he came up with which was kind of funny to me that that was that's okay but gaming also right oh yeah we do a lot of gaming because there's there's a lot of different games that come out every day you hear about your big companies like ea sports Mm -hmm. right and stuff like that but then there's also little known companies from like erie Mm -hmm. that from western pennsylvania that create games it's really white thorn oh, okay really? it, yeah they're a gaming company they have at least four or five games that i know of they're based out of erie pa really yeah but that's cool to know we yeah. would claim it just because it's still it, it's close it's enough close enough oh, yeah, yeah. within a two-hour drive yeah. so well actually sam if you can pipe in even if you're off but i mean you can come over what is going to be behind here Right? Isn't there something gaming related? It's like a game show. We just yeah, brought yes. you on to kind of so, tell you. So right now, if, if you're not watching, right, there's we're right. there's it's a hexagon yeah. behind us that's just black. Yeah. Uh, but when we're open, that's going to be looking out onto the lunar surface. So you're going to be so. like sitting on the surface of the moon in a habitat, looking outside. You're going to see the horizon of the moon, Earthrise in the distance, astronauts walking around. Yeah. Um, so you'll have a, a view out the window there. Isn't that cool? Ben. We're going to sleep, but we're just going to find a corner to sleep in tonight. The reason I brought Sam on was because you can add a couple controllers, and then you can make it a gaming area. I like that. It's a 100-inch TV behind that wall, so there's it's it's quite a gaming monitor. Yeah. Wow. That is so cool. Oh, my God. Anyway. So, listen. Here's my thought. When you are looking at this stuff, and you don't know, like, I was never a space person. I kept asking my husband, were you a space person? It seems to be, like, every guy's dream. But to me, the fact that there are so many factors knowing that it's the first of and to see it kind of coming to fruition is like nothing I've ever mm. seen before. You have to get down here. Octo- I don't want everybody lining up on October 15th, but maybe you do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do. I want everybody waiting. We'll There's going to be a line clear down to Akershore Stadium when you come right. in. Prior to this, Ben, what would you say was the most technologically cool yeah. Thing, uh, the, the buzz uh, yeah. to go see or whatever, hang out in Pittsburgh or what? Well, at least for me, since it's still space related, yeah. was I believe it was three years ago when they had all the Apollo stuff at the Heinz oh, History yeah. Center. Oh, right. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my, my son and I both went up and spent hours in there looking okay. at everything. Would you go to the moon if you were given a shot? Oh, hey, I just almost fell off my chair and almost knocked Rachel over. <laughs> yeah, I, I caught would you. Would you go to the moon if, 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 or would you do one of these, you know, what's his name's doing? Jeff. 
Bezos is doing. Yeah. Would you would you do one now, of those? See, you're jumping ahead because yeah. that was actually going to be my selfish answer for the question oh, of the day. Oh, is that right? Yeah. <laughs> that was going to be my selfish, selfish answer. I, I would go in a second. Yeah. All right. So then we might as just go to Tell the us question. where. Yeah. Where does everybody find you? Because they need to know all of the coolest gadgets, all of the gaming devices, all of the things that are tech related that Rachel knows nothing about, but maybe they're a little space related. Where does everybody find you? Uh, uh, the website cerebral-overload.com, or you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at CBROVLD. Will you be lining up on October 15th? I think I have to work that day, but I guarantee oh, wow. you my you first Sam? day He's off. Like, get him out of yeah. here. Yeah. Yeah. First day off, you'll be here. Can you, you give go. me a doctor's Sign excuse? Him up. Sign him up. I'll be the first one in line if you give me Don't a doctor's Don't we have a doctor excuse. on the side? So, Ben, you can go ahead and give us your question of the day answer, which is... Well, I just want to say first, it's a phenomenal question. Thank you. Oh. And since oh, I'm selfish all and watched all, all these documentaries from when Neil Armstrong first landed on the moon to Gene Cernan being the last person on the moon, I would send myself to the moon. Uh, nice. I, that's not selfish at all. I think yeah. who wouldn't say that? Well, it, it is cool. when you got like, let's send Rick C back. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> ben yeah. from yeah. Beaver County. You got ben. <laughs> <laughs> Let's send something of Fred Rogers and Rick Seabass. Right. And Ben. I, I want to go myself. Yeah. Oh, Ben. That's we funny. appreciate yeah, you. It's I always did. a pleasure to have you Thanks on. And we on. do Thank love you. knowing a little bit. I love knowing a little bit more about tech because, again, that's not my bailiwick, but we certainly appreciate it because you bring, you make it fun. You make us understand. You're the guy we call whenever we have questions I, when it comes I, to tech. My so. printer doesn't work. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Uh, all right. Come, uh, you're going to hear a little more music, and then we're going to talk to the musician who's singing the song. Paging Dr. Moon. All the work in the world, all the times that I felt hurt are nothing without you. I'll never amount to you. Uh, Kirsten, get you know, it's a lot to follow as we keep saying it's been a great podcast, but we have to tell you when you walked in, the story behind it is we we got the email from you and it was like, we love getting emails from musicians who say, hey, I want to come on because the musician piece to our podcast, I'm not just saying this, is critical. We love showcasing musicians specifically from Pittsburgh. And the uniqueness was that the person who we had booked for weeks was double booked and things happen. Tracy had just said to us, do you have any of your solo artists, you know, who could come on and, and just kind of fill in, you know, for the week? And we were both in not panic mode, but we were kind of texting all of our friends and saying like, hey, can you come on? Your email came through so serendipitously and we said, this is perfect. And you walked in so nondescript and you blew us away with your music. <laughs> I'm not you. kidding you. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, Thank you. That song is in my head. I absolutely love it. I know. And so first of all, are you a Pittsburgher or, or did you come Please here? Say yes. Born and raised. Okay, oh, nice. Uh, but then I left for oh. eight years and then I came back. Where did you okay. go? Uh, first, I lived in Las Vegas for two years from 2013 to 15. And then I moved to New York City and I stayed there until the pandemic. And then I was back and forth until 21. And then I officially came back. Okay, okay. cool. And yeah. what took you out? Was it music? I'm sorry. Um, yeah, I've been a singer and a performer my whole life. And I went to Point Park for theater. And when I graduated Point Park, I uh, was I moved to Vegas and I got a job in a show. So stayed there for a couple years. Did you meet Celine Dion? I didn't get to okay. meet Celine Dion. That well, was it was sweet. fun meeting you. But I did. Yeah, I, I can go. I did get to perform like above Britney Spears' stage. Like we were on the second floor and she was on the first floor. So I never got to see her, but we were there the same time that she was every day and that was pretty cool (laughs) what is she like live or is it live or is it it is live yeah Yeah. she sings live um she's uh she was kind of going through it when I saw her, but okay. she's, uh, I think she's, I hear she's doing better these days. Uh, <laughs> that was a really nice, that was, <laughs> 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 I, 
I'll tell you, if James is looking for a secondary PR person yeah, or Sam, you're, you're like, yeah, I know how to smooth this thing over. Yeah. Oh, that's too funny. But how cool to actually perform in a city like that. Yeah. Las Vegas was amazing. I was in a, I was in Evil Dead the Musical at Planet Hollywood. Oh, wow. <laughs> so we'd, we had a five, six nights a week sometimes. It was a late night comedy show. It was really cool. And then when that ended, I uh, just kind of felt like I performed full time on the strip. So I don't really want to stay in Vegas sure. forever. Mm -hmm. So I said, let's go move to New York. And then I quit theater and only did music. Wow. <laughs> there you, and that's the condensed version of that's the whole yeah. Paging yeah. Dr. Moon. Yeah. I love that. And so you started the Paging Dr. Moon? Maybe? Yeah. Okay. I, so I wrote music for about a decade before I started sharing it with anybody at all. So I was always performing, always singing, but always other people's words and other people's work. And then I went through a really bad breakup and I started a band. So I started playing yeah. <laughs> I started playing my music with other people and then it developed in this way that was so awesome and um, I changed the name in 2020 to Paging Dr. Moon and the band just kind of comes with me. Right now I have full-time members that all live here and we all are gigging together here, but there were other iterations of the band before this one. Oh, okay. 90 million years ago, wasn't that Steely Dan's deal? It was two guys and they would just hire Yeah, Right. Do you uh, play yeah. any other instruments that you've picked up along the way or? I play piano too. Okay. okay. Mm -hmm. Do you wow. write the songs or do you uh, I cohort? <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> <laughs> I write the songs. Yeah. Right. So yeah. is it you that, or, or the people that are in the band now, do you co-write with them or do you co-write with other people like online and then bring the songs to the band? How does that work? Generally, Generally, I write all my songs sitting on my bed almost crying and then I bring them to oh the band God, and, then, <laughs> and then I bring them to the band and they write their own parts. So okay. I write the form of the song and then right. together That's we dinner at my shape house. them. I cry on a... my bed and then I go downstairs. <laughs> no, I'm just being dramatic. I'm, not, no, I'm totally I'm kidding. kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, but a lot of my songs come from this, uh, I call it catharsis through music is yeah, what I do. Right, so right. all my songs come from this very deep space in myself and then the band members are... You have to drink. She used the word space. Space, yeah. Uh, right. No. <laughs> um, and then the band members are tasked with the world of the song. Okay. So I create the, the heart of the song and then they bring it to life. Oh, you know, John asks cool. this question a lot and it does make sense because everybody has a different process. But so you sort of answered that in how the process of writing is. But is that the more common way of kind of producing songs? Is that there's one person sort of working or is there or do you know if there's more of a collaborative? Is that something you learn? Oh, totally. It, there's so many different ways. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I've that's learned. That's just what worked for you. Yeah, that's just what worked for me. And for my two albums, so I have an album that I put out in 2021 and I have uh, an EP that I put out this year in August. And both of those were made in collaboration with a producer who lives in upstate New York, who's a really good friend of mine. So I would bring my musicians that I was working with up to his house and we would basically just hole up in the cabin and he would um, more artfully decide what all of the parts were. So it was kind of a the brainchild of both like my work and his work with the instrumentalist. So it's a big group of people sure. that always work on it. And typically songwriters, I mean, on a, on a pop song, there's going to be like 50 songwriters listed on there because Amazing. they're all mm -hmm. collaborating together. And you could even contribute the smallest amount of work to it, but it still counts as part of the part of the process. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it really just depends on, sure. on the artists themselves and yeah. how they want to go but about it. But it's so it. interesting from, you know, outside looking in to see how yeah. it all kind of 
you know, comes together. Totally. You know? Yeah. yeah. We're, we're uh, workshopping my next album right now. So I mm-hmm. kind of threw 13 songs at these guys and was like, here we go. We're going to get, That's we're going back number. into album mode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, awesome. and I'll ask you one of my other standard questions, because first of all, you're not everybody's voice is an instrument, you, but your voice is truly an instrument. As we heard the song, Thank as you, you, you know, how quickly you, yeah, you, for sure. Uh, enunciate and such, but what's one instrument that always makes a difference in a song? This is impossible to answer because I don't think that every song would be served the same by a singular Uh, instrument. I think it depends on the song itself, but (laughs) but I love, I mean, I love a horn section. I love a horn section. I love a horn section, but I do think that a drum, a band is only as good as their drummer or a song is only as good Uh, as the drummer. I think the drummer is the most important piece and after that would be the bass player, in my opinion. The rhythm section to me is like everything, for sure. I say add a harp. Oh, a harp is a Every band needs a guy. Yeah. <laughs> he just that's likes the bass player. Player. <laughs> He needed but, uh, a way to throw that so, in. So, well, so Kirsten, you're before fantastic. We ask you the question of the day, where does everybody go to download your music? Paging Dr. Moon, um, <laughs> we are everywhere. So it's on uh, Spotify and iTunes and YouTube. I think we're on like Tidal. It's literally every single streaming platform that there is. If you just search Paging Dr. Moon, you'll find us. But you need paging and you need to spell out doctor. Doctor, yeah. Because yeah. if you just put like DR moon it's a podiatrist in california and that's not me i'm, I'm <laughs> so you won't find us at all <laughs> i love that i would I be grossed that. out at that point because it's about john would be done like, ah, yeah right. yeah that is hysterical all right you heard the question of the day you were not in some like capsule where you didn't listen to it so what would you be sending to the moon is it Pittsburgh specific or me specific? Because if you know what podcast you're on, you need it to be Pittsburgh. Yeah, but that's uh, okay. That's what I thought. I'm I was like, well, no, that's what I thought. I was like, as far as Pittsburgh goes, uh, in everywhere that I've gone, people are the most enamored with and the most entertained by our accent. So I think that right. uh, some sort of a audio clip of like Myron Cope or something. Oh, like that's that. a good one too. Um, right. That is a good I one. I think that would be... What would yours be though? So, um, um, look, I like her so much I'm giving her... Yeah, her too. She, she <laughs> I don't usually do that. so mad when people break the rules, honestly, <laughs> but do. she's giving you. So oh, take yeah. this and run with it. I mean, I would also send myself. That's the common word, right? That's my same... Yeah, that, that's the same right, answer. Right, I would yeah. send myself. Just samesies. They'd be like, oh, this little kid wants to go. It's his dream. I'm like, John's gone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll push that kid out of the way, right? Yeah, oh my yeah. gosh, she says that. Kirsten, you are such a dreamer. Are you willing to sing another song for us before we head out of here? Sure. All right, cool. All right, we'll do our thank well, yous. Yeah, we'll do our ready. thank yous if you want totally. to do stuff. All right, so wow. John, top five. I'm not just saying that. Oh That's my, my top God. Five. Like, and here's why it's so special to me because I keep saying, and I don't mean this, this is a compliment. I always thought, like, yeah, space, cool. And then, you know, again, happy to support my partner who was so excited to come. But it is so overwhelming to just listen to Sam talk about just what to expect. And again, the pride that we feel that it's in our city just is astounding. Yeah, super cool. Like, I'm one of those people that was supposed to get an education and move to Charlotte or Florida. You know what I mean? Because yeah, there was right. nothing exactly. here in Pittsburgh, yeah, right? That's right. I'm so glad I stayed. And then I turn around and people like James and Sam and, and here, and, and you're like, wow, like Pittsburgh really is so cool with all these yeah. young people that want to be here doing this stuff. So yeah. thank you to Sam for organizing, Tracy for organizing this. Uh, this this has been fantastic. Is it everything sure you hoped it would be, John? Oh, man, I'll oh, tell you. God. When I become the space lawyer, 
Some people call me a space lawyer. Wow. Wow. You didn't hear No, thank you so much to our guests. We had such a good time with Sam. We actually love James. He's coming on quarterly from now on. And we, we wouldn't be a podcast if we didn't have Cerebral Overload. Ben Oaks is always a dear supporter, and he has such good insight on the tech world, and we're happy to have him as well. And now we have a new favorite band yeah, of one right. person. Paging Dr. Moon. Paging Dr. And we have to thank, of course, Honda, our sponsor. Thanks, though, to... Colin and we wish him the best and thanks to Monica for making this yeah. happen because she is magical as well. She makes us sound really good. Yeah, she makes me sound skinny on the Oh my thing. god, that's his new line. That's his new line. <laughs> All right, so Honda, a car purchase is a big deal and finding the dealership and rep to fulfill your car needs is crucial. Get to know the reps at Rorick through the Car Talk videos to establish a relationship that is right for you. That makes it easier to select the CRV, HRV or the pilot that may be your next purchase. So as always, visit RoraConda.com for all of your vehicle needs. And now we get to listen to Paging Dr. Moon yet again. I don't feel your chill when the wind blows anymore. Maybe I'll forget your face. Maybe I'll forget a thousand of the ways you buried me. Maybe it's done. A circle never ends Maybe I've been wrong Been stuck believing Things can never change I can't control the colors They stay the same But if I can learn to become whole your face keep moving the hard part is done I'm only looking back to see how far I've come I don't feel your chill anymore I forgot
forget your face Maybe I'll forget a thousand of the ways